We believe running is freedom and empowerment. We believe running solves problems and makes people happy. We even believe that if more people run, the world will be a better place. We believe in running because it is our passion. This is the Big Peach Running Company Run ATL Podcast with your host, Mike Cosentino. From the capital of the South, Atlanta, GA, this is indeed the Run ATL Podcast presented by Big Peach Running Company. I am your host, Mike Cosentino, and today I'm here with my friend, my colleague, and my co-host, the Big Peach Running Company Director and Doer of All Things Marketing and Communication. And of course, this podcast, Executive Producer, Dolomite Dave D2, a man with a pedestrian podcast plan, Dave Martinez. Hello, D2. Good evening to you. Hello. Good evening. Yeah, happy to be here. It's great to be on our first inaugural uh, podcast, our NATL podcast. Inaugural, indeed. This is super cool. This has kind of been in the works for a little while. We've talked about it for way too long, and now we're actually making it happen. I feel like we've got a a great agenda, but uh, before we dive into the agenda or even what brought this about, how are you feeling? What's going on? Here we are. It is... As we record this, it is already May. Spring weather has arrived. Warmer temperatures have come in full force this week. How you feeling? What's what's going on on your end? Uh, yeah, feeling really good. I mean, we did get a, that uh, cold front that came in last week, so having you know, cooler mornings are really nice. I mean, we did have a couple of days where it was it felt like winter again. So I'd packed away all of my you know cold weather gear and I had to kind of pull the long sleeves out. But uh, yeah, feeling good. Went out for a run this morning and felt awesome. I just uh, I just got to work on my speed again. I realized looking back at some of my posts and some of my times that uh, I used to be a lot faster. That's true for all of us. So it's good that you're still tracking it. And uh, and we're going to track a lot of things as we as we do this podcast, but we're not going to track them without input from uh, from those who we've created this for. And as we think about the Run ATL podcast, and now that we're doing this for the first time, I think it's I think it's important for us to kind of lay the backdrop for why we elected to do this. We've got some great resources, and I think with Big Peach Running Company now having been in and around the Atlanta market for over 10 years, people have come to lean into us, rightfully so, for information about what we call a pedestrian active lifestyle, for news and editorial about the local running scene, about how to get started, about how to be more committed to a fitness routine. So all of a sudden, we've got this new opportunity or this new media, this new way to share information. And I think it would be unfair almost to not indicate why this became the case. In fact, as an organization, one of the things that we've spent time talking about on our leadership team is is a treatise that a gentleman by the name of Simon Sinek did quite a few years ago now. There's a great YouTube video on it from his talk. Uh, I'm not really sure where. It's not a TED Talk, but it's it's start with why. And he talks about a golden circle. And so that's kind of what we're going to do. We're going to start with why. Before we dive into our content, this evening, we're going to give you a, a solid indication, hopefully a reason to come back every two weeks for the Run ATL podcast. And the two reasons that we said, yes, it is time. The time is now for a podcast. First of all, the truth is Americans, Americans like to consume their media, their entertainment, their information in this format these days. In fact, one in five of us here in the United States now consume no less than one pod 
podcast a month. In fact, LinkedIn tells us that the podcast consumption in the United States of America is now equal to Twitter usership. So it's a very popular format. And, and D2, are, are you part of that? Are you listening to podcasts these days? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've gotten into one that you turned me on and uh, Entree Leadership. And uh, yeah, I, I, I find it really valuable and uh, just a great learning opportunity uh, for the business that we're in is, and being you know, in a business of retail and just looking at ways to continually improve ourselves. And, and that's what I use uh, you know, the podcast format for. So I, I didn't think I would get hooked on it and start listening to a well-produced podcast. And I was like, uh, and I'm hooked. I got, you know, every once in a while, I'll go back and listen to it just for some motivation and inspiration in, in the business world. Well, and I know that you didn't mean to do this, but the phrase that you just indicated, continually improve ourselves. That's a little bit of the foundation of, of why we're doing this. And with the popularity of podcasts and a belief that we have at Big Peach Running Company, that our guests and, and those that we have the good fortune of interacting with, they just have this mindset that they continually want to improve themselves. And, and as we talk about the type of content we're going to bring you, I think you'll find that to be central to, to what we're doing. But if we look beyond just the popularity of podcasts and, and we go back to the start with why, there's another important reason and one that perhaps even hits closer to home for D2 and I and for Big Peach Running Company and for those of you who perhaps are, are, are listening to this, whether it's uh, for the first time with an intent to listen every time or you're just kind of testing it out, you're kicking the tires and saying, is this something that is going to allow me to continually improve myself. Here's the second consideration. And D2, I'm going to ask you a question. It's not meant to be a, a trick question. It's one of those things that may be very, very obvious. And for those of you who are listening, think about this question. We'll give you a couple of seconds before we give you the answer. But knowing now how popular podcasts are, what is the most common activity that most people are doing when they're listening to a podcast. And the reality is, is the podcast and the beauty behind it is it's oftentimes a medium that allows you to do something else at the same time. And you can't necessarily do that when you're watching TV or even YouTube. Yes, you could probably have potato chips or you could have a snack, but this is something that is designed to be used on the go. But what do you think the most popular activity is to do while listening to a podcast. So I'll give a quick countdown. Be thinking about it, D2. Those of you who are out and about be doing the same. Here it is. Two, one. D2, what do you think the answer is? Well, I mean, living in Atlanta and the time that most people spend is driving. That would be my <laughs> guess. And driving is the correct answer. And that's without any prompt. Driving is the correct answer. And I think in Car Happy Atlanta, D2 is right. We're perhaps exceeding what might be the national average of how many times someone listens to a podcast behind the wheel. And of course, our statistics, the ones I quoted earlier about one in five Americans, no less than one time a month and Twitter usership and podcast listenership now being equal. Those are domestic statistics, not necessarily specific to Atlanta, but I think you're right. When you think about the reputation we have here in our fair city, we spend plenty of time in our car. But is that why we've designed the Run ATL podcast? And I will tell you, no, it is not. What is second on the list of what people do when they're listening to a podcast is exercising. And that's why, and, and I mentioned it in my intro of Dave, that's why we believe there is a need for a pedestrian active podcaster while you're doing your workout, when you're in your workout facility or wherever it is that you're burning calories and improving your cardiovascular fitness and getting strong and getting tone, we believe you're doing something else and oftentimes listening to something anyway. So we're going to design content that is meant to be on the go, but not when you're behind the wheel. 
but instead in the midst of your workout or out for your walk or for your run. So even though it's the second most common activity nationally, it is our hope that in Atlanta, the most popular activity to do while listening to a podcast, ours or others, and I'm sure we'll recommend others as we go along, is actually exercising. And here's a disclaimer, right? I'm the founder of Big Peach Running Company. Our mission is to grow, to support, and to enhance the pedestrian active lifestyle in and around Atlanta. And this, we believe, can help do that. I know it's easy to say, well, it's perhaps to open more stores or sell more shoes or generate more store traffic. It is our belief, very, very much so, and we believe we've proven it over the course of time that if we do what our mission mandates that we do, if we do support, if we do enhance, and of course, if we do promote that pedestrian active lifestyle in a variety of ways, including this podcast, those sales, that store traffic, and the health of our business will come along for what's been already a very, very enjoyable ride. But that's the disclaimer, and now we're gonna get to some of the content that we've lined up. But as we do, we're gonna give you what is the foundation for any content we ever bring you. It'd be really easy to remember. Two eyes and two E's. No, that's not two eyes and two ears, that's two eyes and two E's. Dave, you and I have talked about this as we were designing this particular program. We said we would go ahead and let everyone in on what we intended to do. So what is that first I? Well, the, the first I is to inform. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, we, we have a responsibility, um, you know, as members of the running community to inform individuals of, uh, and, and just to better our community. So that's, that's the first I is, is to inform. And, and that is right. And, and you look at the access that Big Peach Running Company has. I mean, the reality is we work with all of the brands that you know, and some perhaps that you don't. We work with a variety of, of institutions, whether running clubs, clubs or alliance partners. We work with so many in the medical community and those who are both making a living and volunteering their time with you know, both uh, semi-elite athletes and maybe cross-country or track and field athletes at a very young age. And with all that access we have, to your point, it becomes a responsibility that we take very seriously to inform the general public of everything that is going on. The second I is to inspire. And Zig Ziglar, and he used to use the term motivation, and for sure, inspiration and motivation are not the same. But Zig Ziglar was very much someone who helped organizations and individuals improve themselves, said motivation is like bathing. You need it daily. And for those of us, going back to what you said, D2, about continuously improving ourselves, we need inspiration to be able to do that day in and day out. So we take it very seriously in our organization, and we will take it very seriously in this podcast that we need to inspire not only those who are listening, but quite frankly, ourselves. We all need it daily. All right, now we're gonna move over to the E's. What's right. the first E, D2? So the, the first E is empower. Um, so, you know, we need to give individuals the ability, the tools, the information, so that they can go out and, and, and reach their goals, um, to give them the, the, the knowledge, the inspiration, the, the information to go out there. And those are the, the, where the, the first two uh, eyes come into place, is to empower. The first two eyes to empower. Do we need to, do we need to go <laughs> and, uh, and talk about the letters? Isn't empower an E word? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, inform and inspire will empower. 
Ah, so that's, the, yes, that's, that's true. Where I was okay, going the way, with, okay, yes. that makes so much sense. And and you know, along those lines, I I checked while you were kind of going through this. The dictionary.com definition of empower is to enable and to give permission. And what we want to be is part of that permission that you have to go out and take care of yourself, to go out and continuously improve yourself like what Dave said. So here's our permission to do that. And we understand schedules are incredibly busy and there's so much else going on. But together and collectively, we need to empower one another that this needs to be part of who we are. And then the last E is simply to encourage you and for you to encourage us. The truth is we are all in this together, getting the most out of this thing that we might call life or what frankly might just be tomorrow or this week. And getting the most out of it requires others to stick together and requires all of us to be in this together. We need to encourage one another and part of the foundation of this podcast will be absolutely certain that we're able to do that and be able to receive that. So having said all that, that is our story. It's the two I's to inform and to inspire. It's the two E's to both empower and encourage. And we're sticking to that story. We're doing this podcast thing. The Run ATL podcast is here. This is the inaugural episode. And as we get into some of the segments that we'll be spending time with you and spending uh, time, uh, Dave and I, together to continuously bring you and make sure it stays uh, very consistent with what we've laid already out, we know that we'll tell other stories along the way. And there's been a story recently that's been pretty cool. We're taping this on May 9th, and this past weekend, Breaking 2. This was, well, in fact, D2, why don't you give us a little bit of an overview of Breaking 2? Yeah, so, um, yeah, this is a, a bold statement put out by Nike, uh, who said, yeah, we will break the two-hour barrier in the marathon. Uh, something that has been attempted for a long time, and then everyone from the that has ever run a marathon or even considered running a marathon has always said, "Well, can they? Will they? Will anyone ever break the two hour?" I think the closest has been maybe 204, maybe just under 204. Um, but Nike uh, came out and said, "We will figure it out. We will use science and technology, and we will break two. And that's a pretty bold statement. Statement, and I think I, I kind of um, compare it to when JFK said, "We will make it to the moon." There was somebody in what we were looking at, and, and this is not a newscast, right? So we're not going to give you all the highlights or the lowlights. Many of you perhaps are already familiar with the story and, and know the results. But I know in one review that I read that they were calling this the moonshot. So I think your analogy is perfect and perhaps not singular because, yes, this was a moonshot. It was very unlikely. It was hugely uh, inspiring to, to many, whether they were marathoners or not, because of the level of difficulty associated with it. So, yes, it was a moonshot. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and, and it, it reminds me, based on even the podcast and some of the books we've read, a, a BHAG, right? Yes, the big, hairy, audacious goal from Jim Collins. Well done, my friend. Exactly. So, yeah. So, I mean, and that's exactly what it is. It's like, we're just going to throw it out there. And now that we've thrown it out there, we've got to do it. Now, they didn't say they were going to do it on the first attempt, but they definitely came very close. Well, that is true. And in fact, last week when we were working together, we had this this conversation and would they do it or would they not? Neither one of us had much depth of understanding of what was really happening. I think you said that you thought it would happen, that there was enough that had gone into it. And for those of you who have not seen it, it wasn't 
broadcast in a major way. In fact, my understanding is there was no major network that even picked it up. It ended up being broadcast on YouTube. Of course, it's there and now preserved perhaps forever if you want to go back and look at it. But it was very contrived. Everything was very, very specifically orchestrated from the pacers to the pace car to the weather to the location. Everything was as orchestrated as you could perhaps put things together to make it happen. And yet, what happened? 25 seconds separated the gentleman who was out in front. Let me see if I can pronounce his his name correctly. I've, I've known a number of these uh, individuals. Uh, oh, yeah, Kip, Kipchoge? All right. No, that's not, I know that's not right. So uh, Kipchoge. Kipchoge, that's right, Kipchoge. I remember the last name, Iliad. Kipchoge was one of them. He was only 25 seconds off. So pretty cool, check that out, breaking two. I think what Dave, alluded to is this won't be the last time we see this. We've heard Adidas is trying to put something like to get that together, maybe to be the first brand that, that now has athletes that does it. My guess is Nike's gonna take this moon moonshot again. But for all of us who are back here on planet Earth, that we weren't in Italy, we weren't asked to try to be that man or woman who broke two hours. We probably have stories of we were so close. How about you? Do you have a so darn close story? Uh, well, my first marathon was nowhere near two hours. It was just to break four hours. You know, it's break four. That was my story, right? Um, it's only twice. What it's they only were twice doing as much. I, I mean, mean Iliad Kipchoge and Dave Martinez. What's the difference? I mean, yeah. 120 minutes. That's 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 they're, hardly anything. Yeah, I mean, they're you know, you know, twice as young and twice as fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I didn't come close to that goal. And, and everyone who does a, a, a race distance, you know, whether it's a 5K or a marathon, you always throw that goal out there. Well, I'd really like to, you know, hit this goal. And it's rare for most people to to hit that goal, especially when you start increasing that distance. Um, and for me, it, you know, did the train, did the preparation, but, you know, started having IT band issues, you know, a couple of weeks before uh, my marathon. And yeah, mile 16, that's when it, when it hit me. And, and my, you know, my plans and my goal kind of went out the window. And then after that, it became a negotiation. Well, if I could, if, if I could just hang with the pacers, maybe it'd be 405 or maybe it's 410. And at the, you know, about mile 21, 22, it was like, I don't care what time I finish, just get me off this course. I was in so much pain, I just wanted to be over. And put the medal around my neck, because you were committed to finishing, no matter what the pain was like. But the goal and that uh, that idea of an ideal or goal time was out the window. There was some negotiation of if 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 the sweep car came by, would I jump in? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I finished 20, yeah, I think like 20 minutes later than, than, than my goal. Um, and it ended up being a lot more of a walk. But uh, I, I, I was better prepared the following year and and got the goal at uh, and finished like 358 or something like that so, so 20 minutes off your goal somewhat relatable to poor Elliot Kipchoge <laughs> who was 25 seconds over four hours for you over two for him one of the beauty uh beautiful things that that we see every single day in perhaps every store that we have is is the story that our guests are living out and at the same time every once in a while you get one that's almost too good not to pass along, maybe even with the comedic value, as I tell this, knowing that the individual who will remain nameless for the time being is is, is, is okay and, and perhaps uh, will always be better for this experience. But I remember when we had opened the Brookhaven store and, and I was working the floor almost every single day, there was a gentleman who would come in and his goal was three hours. So an hour 
faster than what you had set and an hour slower than what these three athletes from Nike had set. And his goal was three hours and he kept at it and he kept at it. His discipline was so amazing. It was so inspirational just to watch him pursue this goal and his times would come down and he was at about 310 when he first started saying, I'm gonna get to three, I'm gonna get to three and it'd come down and he'd come back into the store and say, I was at 307 and a half or I was at 304 and some change and he kept getting closer but he would not give up. And every four, five, sometimes six months, if he was really taking time off, he would go do a different marathon. He hadn't signed up for a marathon because it was like, if I get it, I'm done. But until I get it, I'm just gonna keep after it. And he would come and tell these tales of what had happened. And sometimes he went out too fast. Sometimes he had underestimated what might be wind or temperature. Sometimes it was he was feeling pretty good until a certain point. And then to your point with the analogy of mile 16, somewhere the wheels came off. He ultimately elects to go to St. George, Utah. St. George, Utah, for those of you who are familiar with marathon courses, is actually not an official course because so much of the back half is downhill but it is very much set up to be a PR course, a personal record course for someone who wants to set a marathon best for themselves. So he goes to St. George in the first half of the marathon, obviously you can do the math, for three hours, if you're through the 13.1 mark in an hour and a half, and you feel like you can be less on the back half, you're in pretty good shape. Not only does he come into the first half at 120, he knows he's got the easiest part of the course to go. He gets to 20 miles. And he is in such good shape. He is at about two hours. He now has an hour to run the last 6.2 miles. And he's beside himself. And he feels like, and all of us hear this term, some of us have experienced it, some of us are waiting on it, some of us hopefully will have it happen this afternoon. The reality is, is he has the runner's high. He feels like he cannot tell that he's run 20 miles because he feels so darn good. Blast through 22, blast through 24 gets to 25, he's 1.2 miles away, and he is at 2.47. He's got 13 minutes to do a little over a mile. He gets to 2.50, and that's the last thing he remembers. He flatlines, he blacks out, and he goes down. He just faints from the effort, goes down hard on the course. And of course, medics come out, take care of him. He has family that gets a call that he's gone down. And so there's a panic situation for a little while, but eventually he comes to, and he kind of stumbles. He has no idea what's going on or what the clock reads, and he finishes 3.03. Uh. This is somebody who's been going for it for so long, and you think about, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it, and then your whole world goes black, and the next thing you know, you're on the ground, and the medical team is around you, and your loved ones have been getting calls about the fact that you've gone from vertical to horizontal, and no three-hour marathon. Now, I will have to say, after that story, I never heard from him again. I don't know if he ever did three. I have no idea if these guys are ever going to go do two, but oftentimes, and, and what Bill Bowerman said as, as the co-founder of Nike many, many years ago before this particular breaking two was set by Nike, the real purpose of running isn't to win a race. It's to test the limits of a human heart. And whether that's going out for a run after work or whether it's doing a group run or whether it's just going for a walk with the mindset that this is one more day this week than I did last week, that is testing the limits of the human heart. And certainly congratulations to all three of those gentlemen who were in Italy this past weekend. And for all of you who have some kind of personal record that you're chasing, whether you get there or 
not. So there you have it. That is just a little bit of a kickoff. D2 and I have much, much more in this maiden episode of the Run ATL podcast. For the time being, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're glad you're here, and we'll see you in a minute. Celebrate our nation's independence with the limited edition Petri Wave Rider 20. Whether you run down Petri Road on July 4th or need some cool kicks to show your American pride, these shoes from Mizuno will turn heads everywhere you go. Don't delay as they are going fast. Come into any Big Peach Running Company location or place an order online at BigPeachRunningCo.com. The limited edition Peachery Wave Rider 20 will start shipping on June 1st. Big Peach Running Company is proud to be the exclusive run specialty store of the AJC Petri Road Race, where you can pick up all your race day needs and official licensed merchandise of the AJC Petri Road Race. All right, we are back to the inaugural Run ATL podcast. This is Mike Cosentino. I'm here with Dave Martinez. And one of the segments that we are super stoked about that we're going to bring to you as consistently perhaps as anything, and it's going to tie back to what we talked about earlier in terms of our responsibility to inform you, to inform ourselves, to do the research where we can take advantage of the access we have to so much information and bring it to you, whether it be uh, new products, new technologies, whatever it is that might be going on around a fitness-minded lifestyle that we find interesting, we're going to make sure that it is also interesting to you. And right now, here we are in May. It is what is referred to in the footwear industry as the summer update cycle. And I'm not going to surprise anyone by saying that Big Peach Running Company sells more pairs of running shoes than it does anything else. So this is a particularly important time for us, but we get information that it's really nice to be able to pass along, whether in advance or as something arrives. And there are a couple of really important shoes for us and for some key manufacturers of ours that are coming out or have recently come out this month of May 2017. So D2, what might that shoe be that everyone was kind of anticipating as we got to the beginning of this month? Yeah, so that shoe would be the Nike Air Pegasus 34, so version 34. Version 34, 34 plus years. And and so as a quick teaching moment, many of you see numbers on your shoes, whether it's single digit, like a six or a 16, or in Nike's case, with the Air Zoom Pegasus, the 34, that's how many iterations have existed in that particular model. So 34 different Pegasus up to this point. If you've got an 11, obviously it means there have been 11 versions. If you have a 16, you can figure it out from there. But 34 versions. So what's new and special about this particular Nike Pegasus? So, I mean, at first glance, it's it's the color. Both men's and women's will have the same color as uh, Vaporfly, the same shoe that was being used for the Breaking 2. So it'll mm-hmm. have that summer type of look um, with that light blue uh, color. Um, for the most part, just little small improvements on the upper, um, just to make it a little bit lighter, a little bit more durable, a little bit more breathable. Well, and everybody seems to be going lighter, whether it's actually true or whether it's just perceived. And I think you've made pretty astute comments about that in the past. Yeah. I mean, you know, not every shoe is going to be lighter, but it should actually feel lighter, um, because of ways that manufacturers are using to improve on the durability of the shoe. Cause obviously if you're going to spend, you know, a hundred or more dollars on a shoe, you want it to last longer. So all manufacturers are looking at ways of improving it, looking at new materials, improving the materials, reinforcing them in certain areas and doing so then adds weight to the shoe. So, 
by manipulating the material, um, using things like engineered mesh, where they make the mesh and the material a little bit tighter uh, weave to create a little bit more of a less flexible and more durable type of material to uh, areas of the of that material where it's a little bit looser, a little bit more open mesh to improve on breathability and some flexibility. All that's going to provide a lighter feeling shoe. Lighter feel without sacrificing any durability. So Air Zoom Pegasus 34 May. What else? Anything else this month that we should be pretty geeked out about? Right, yeah. So the Saucony Ride version 10. Version 10. Much younger yes, than the Pegasus. Yes, yep, yep. So that gets the, uh, you know, also a uh, update on the upper. It is using, for the first time, using a engineered mesh. Uh, it also is using the Everrun technology, which is a, um, a material that is used right underneath the... Um, the the sock liner that puts the material closer to the foot and in doing so creates a um, a lighter uh, and more responsive and more durable type of material that is going to last longer and provide that really energetic type of feel for that shoe. They're also improving the heel with a new um, um, woven type of material um, that is going to make it more durable than even the upper uh, on the shoe. So big year. This is a 10th anniversary for the ride, both the ride and the Pegasus flagship versions for that important neutral segment, more percentage of business in that particular segment than, than anywhere else. So both Nike and Saucony, a lot going on this month with the Pegasus and the ride respectively. So we were talking about Saucony. I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit. This is somewhat what we might say is useless footwear manufacturer trivia that oftentimes when I share this with a guest in the store, they kind of seem interested. Maybe they're faking it on my behalf to kind of just allow me to ask these questions, entertain myself, but I'm gonna do the same for you. So Saucony, we've given indication how to pronounce it, right? Saucony, we hear all kinds of variations. We do not correct people, they can say it however they want, but it is indeed Saucony. The pronunciation key used to be on the box to try to get a greater understanding of how it was meant to be said. But what, what D2, here's trivia question number one. All right. What is a Saucony? So uh, Saucony, I believe, is a river in Pennsylvania. You believe correctly, my friend. I think technically it's a creek, but it's certainly a waterway. So the Saucony Creek. And why is that significant to this brand? Um, so, I mean, I don't, I think I'm going to go back to history, uh, and, and industrial revolution where a lot of the factories were built by, by some water to power them, uh, and their facilities. So that is true. And I can't speak for what kind of capacity, what kind of hydropower the Saucony Creek can churn out, but the factory was indeed right next to the Saucony Creek, and that is why the Saucony Creek is so important. The factory was there. Nice work. You managed to kind of tie together a little deductive reasoning with your interest in footwear and obviously your knowledge of footwear brands. And going back to, did I hear you reference the Industrial Revolution? Yes. I mean, uh, I think I, I, I wasn't sleeping through history uh, during that on that Was it your major? Day. No, it was not my major. I, I, bad. I, That's yeah. an impressive <laughs> citation right there. Well done, my friend. So here's the other thing that uh, perhaps just takes this meaningless information and, and dives even deeper on the shoes themselves. There's what oftentimes people say is the S for Saucony. It's not an S. It's actually what's referred to as the river mark. It looks a little bit like an S. It's obviously on every pair of Saucony shoes. But in that little river mark, there are three circles. What do those three circles 
Um, those, I believe, were rocks in the river or in the creek. You are too good. I don't know if you had advanced preparation for this or not, but they're the boulders. And, and I oftentimes equate it to, for those of you who know a little Cherokee, the Cherokee term for Chattahoochee actually meant river of the painted rocks. And so I guess for the Saucony Creek, these were the boulders that were exposed and that you could see from the banks where the factory was. So we've already created this bucolic New England setting where the first factory was. All right, last question. We know where the factory was. We know that the Saucony Creek is where the factory was alongside. We know there were exposed boulders right there where the factory was inside the Saucony Creek. But when did Saucony churn out its first pair of shoes? I'm horrible at dates, so I couldn't even guess. You're not even going to guess. All right, for everybody else who's out there, take your guess now. Here is the answer. 1898, well over 100 years ago. A lot of people would think, well, gosh, Nike's not that old. Certainly Brooks, as another domestic brand, is not that old. But sure enough, Saucony, born in Pennsylvania, well over 100 years ago, 1898. So there's your useless trivia for the day. Let's move on. So footwear is not all that is new in May. What are other products or is there something else that you're pretty excited about that has been recently released yeah i mean the uh nathan sports has come out with the new vapor car vest which is uh, uh ultra marathon runner uh, rob car had uh some input in the design i believe you've tried it on or have used it and the what i've heard about it because of the new materials that they're using it's and people have described it as giving a you know when you put it on and and and, and, and snap all the buckles in. It's like a friendly or appropriate hug is what <laughs> has been that's described. A, that's actually a great, yes, I, I have tried it on. I have not yet used it. I look forward to doing so. These are the types of products that you and I both love, especially longer trail runs where we've got everything that we need. Even if we're filtering water and out for the entire day, this type of product I can tell you is going to be a big, big hit because it is more breathable, lighter weight materials, and that wonderfully termed analogy you had about the hug is accurate. It just, it fits. I'm not sure if that's the case for all body types, but I can tell you for me, it felt awesome on even when it was fully filled. There's both a four liter and a 12 liter option. I would imagine whether somebody's doing long day hikes, whether they're doing trail running or whether they just are going to be out for long periods of time where having water is going to be an important consideration that, that this will fit the bill. It's not inexpensive. It's a $150 product for the four liter. It's $180 for the 12 liter. But I, I personally believe the value is there for the storage capacity. It comes with the reservoir so you've got your bladder that whatever it might be that you're filling it and of course you've got the, the great fit and some of the features that you've kind of come to expect from a product like this so yes you're right that's a, a certainly one that's worth telling everybody about as we get into warmer temperatures here in the southeast we're going to want to take our hydration plan more seriously perhaps than than what we have the first few months of this year so all that is worth knowing that's some product information but it's not all that we get to tell people about because we get insight into what's really cool about what's going on, not just what has recently come out. So let's talk about, as we go into the warmer months, as we come through spring and in the summer, what are some of the events that, that you're really excited about or already yourself planning on doing? Uh, the one that I'm looking forward to, and it's uh, just about a month away, is the Hotline Half Marathon. So I'll be, uh, I won't be racing it. I'll be pacing. I'll be pacing the two-hour group. I just, I believe you are as well. Breaking two, baby. That's <laughs> yes. our breaking two. 
Well, we're going to try to get people under two um, and encourage those that can't to, to get there at, at, at two and, and, and really help those individuals that are trying to meet that two-hour goal. So it's it's a hot one. Um, I believe two years ago, we it was raining and it, we got drenched, uh, but it was a hot one and it always is. Um, race does start, I believe, early at 7 a.m. And... Um, yeah, it runs through some great parts of the city. It runs on the uh, on the uh, east side of the Beltline, which is kind of nice at Piedmont Park, and finishes and starts at Centennial Olympic Park. Now, you were part of a course preview run recently. Yes. And there yeah. were a lot of people who turned out. I believe there were somewhere around 50 people that showed up this past week to run you know, anywhere from, I think it was like 3 to 6 miles, or 10 miles, and I did the 10-miler. Excellent. Yep. And so 50 people doesn't seem like a lot for a race that'll sell out with over... 3,000 people at the starting line for a group run, though, on a Saturday morning when you just head out into Midtown. That's a pretty solid statement oh, yeah. for the pedestrian active lifestyle in and around Atlanta. D2 mentioned it. It does start early. It starts down at Pemberton Place at the World of Coca-Cola. It's June 11th. All the details can be found at hotlantahalf.com. And I think for those of you who perhaps like Breaking 2, have a time in mind, you'll really love the pacing program from Big Peach Running Company. The options are an hour and 35 minutes, an hour and 45 minutes, a two-hour option that D2 and I are going to be part of. There's also a two-hour and 15-minute team and a two-hour and 30-minute team. So options for all kinds of different paces and just one of many, many features that Orion Racing has put into this race, including a terrific backdrop for the race itself, an awesome post-race celebration, and much for what you would expect is a fair entry fee for half marathon distance right in the city center. So here's an event that, that I'm really excited about. And, and as most people know, we're the official running store of the AJC Peachtree Road Race. And whether you're new to Atlanta or whether you're a longtime resident or visitor, we probably don't need to tell you that much about that particular event. July 4th, yes, that's when it will take place again. World largest 10K, yes, still 60,000 plus participants, always a sellout. But there's an event that proceeds at same distance the month before that we also have the good fortune of partnering with. And it's one that I have a couple of kids who are now teenagers and some of my fondest memories and dragging them to races was the Chattahoochee Nature Center's Possum Trot. Takes place right there at the Chattahoochee Nature Center this year. It's the weekend following the Hot Lana Half, so it's a great cool down from that race and yet an awesome tune-up for the Peachtree Road Race. And I think by anyone's standards, you would find the course to be much easier. It's very flat on the roads that are featured, both Willeo as well as Azalea. The course not only starts and finishes at the Chattahoochee Nature Center itself, the registration includes entry that day for all participants. And for those of y'all who have not been to the Chattahoochee Nature Center, especially if you're a parent and you have children, whether they are running with you or not, you should take advantage of what is an incredible deal to be able to get this race registration, terrific post-race environment, really, really cool 
well-designed and soft-feeling tee. And then to be able to go into the Nature Center, see the exhibit with the raptors and the other birds, to be able to see the Chattahoochee River exhibit indoors. There's a theater that does everything from short films on nature and wildlife to IMAX features. There is just so much to explore and to learn at the Chattahoochee Nature Center itself. It is really the deal of the century for people who are both outdoor and running enthusiasts. That takes place this year on the 17th of June. Again, it's at the Chattahoochee Nature Center. You'll find all the details at chatnaturecenter.org. All right, D2, so those are a couple of races. There's something else that I'm pretty stoked about that we're doing, and it's a little bit closer than those events that we've mentioned in June. On May 23rd in our town Brookhaven location, we talked about our responsibility on this podcast, and of course, our belief as a brand, the responsibility we have to inspire others. And we're going to have the good fortune of having Danielle Grable with us in our town Brookhaven store on May 23rd. That's May 23rd at 6.30. For those of you who have not heard her story, she's written a book. The book is called Fear No Distance. And here's one of the cool things that we've seen happen over the course of the last 10 years. Big Peach Running Company is now 13 years since its inception. And what used to be almost the unspoken reality that running and walking was being used by so many people as a weight maintenance, a weight loss, or a weight control tactic. Now that's out in the open. And whether you've signed up for the Peachtree Road Race, whether you're striving just to be out on the local roads at whatever pace one more day this week than what you were last, most people are really proud of the fact that this is part of a weight management program for them. And that was certainly part of Danielle's story, but it's not the only part of her story. She also was hit by a car, had terrific injuries from that accident, and has come all the way back, not only from injuries, but to accomplish her weight loss and her weight management goals. It's a terrific story all of us can learn from. Again, she'll be in our town Brookhaven store at 6.30 p.m. on May 23rd, and I believe that, my friends, is very much worth knowing. It's also a great setup for our next podcast a couple of weeks from now. Dave and I are going to have the good fortune of talking to one of our teammates, but he's not just one of our teammates. He's some that many in the Atlanta community already know. Andrew Powell, AP, as he's called by his friends and family. He's been part of our team for many, many years. He's been in our Kennesaw store, in our Brookhaven store. He's now part of our team in our Marietta location. And I still remember D2 when I got the news. It was 2014 during spring break for many Georgia schools. My kids were out of school and we were moving at that particular time. And so I was at home. We weren't traveling for that particular spring break and got a call from from one of our teammates that he had been in an accident of his own. In fact, he was down in New Orleans. He was there for the half Ironman in that city with his brother-in-law and they were out for a ride, a training ride, a couple of days before the race itself just to see the course preview what they would be seeing on race day and they were struck by a car and tragically his brother-in-law was killed instantly and Andrew was paralyzed and I remember getting that news during spring break and it was just crushing for me not only to hear the condition that Andrew was in, he ended up spending many months in the Shepherd Center here in Atlanta after spending a in a, just an amazing amount of time in its own right in New Orleans because he was not transferable back here to Atlanta, but also the emotional toll of losing a loved one, of losing a friend, of losing someone who you intend is going to be a part of your entire life. 
Now, I know there's tragedy and triumph in everyone's stories, and AP will, be the, AP will be the first to tell you that this is just, you know, what he has to not just walk out, but live out in a, in a meaningful manner every single day. But we know that his story will inspire you. At Big Peach Running Company, we've recently launched something. If you haven't seen it, you need to go to our website and look for what is your excuse. What's your excuse? So it's Big Peach Running Co., Dot com. Help me with this, D2, forward slash, what's, what's your, excuse? your excuse? So there's a video that covers a variety of things that all of us have to be mindful of, and certainly AP embodies that. You're not going to want to miss that episode. So that'll be in a couple of weeks. But uh, before we get into that uh, that incredible interview with, uh, with AP, we're not yet done here today. We've got more and we've got another segment that we're pretty excited about. We think it's going to be a big a big hit. It's going to allow us to answer some questions and to share more information that some people will be bold enough to ask and others will just simply benefit from the answers. But guess what? We can't do that on the inaugural edition. We can give you the address. We can tempt you to send material in and that's what we'll do first. Here's the email address that you need to be aware of. It's podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, at bigpeachrunningco.com. So now here's the temptation. We have a free entry to the AJC Peachtree Road Race that we would love to hook someone up with if they submit a question that we just absolutely know we're all going to learn from. It'll challenge D2 and I to make sure we've done our research and our homework, and then we'll share the answer with you on that podcast with AP when we're talking about what's your excuse. So send us your question to podcast at bigpeachrunningco.com. But since this is the inaugural edition, D2, we had to do it a different way. Our contact us form on our website, we get dozens of very, very astute and cool inquiries every single week. I think you've pulled a couple of them as a foundation to show how this is going to work and how easy it might be and should be to submit a question to us. So why don't you take a question that you've kind of pulled randomly from our website. Well, yeah. So uh, the first question ties in perfectly with the giveaway for the uh, Petri, uh, the AGC Petri Road Race, because we get this question every year leading up, you know, anywhere from May all the way to, you know, July 4th, July 3rd uh, at the expo is, you know, can I get into the Petri Road Race? You know, so this question comes from Heather from Denver, Colorado. Um, she wasn't planning on being in town for the 4th of July, so she didn't register online, but now her plans have changed and she will be in town and wants to know how can I get into the Peachy Road Race. So um, first is uh, run for Kilometer Kids. The Atlanta Track Club has a Kilometer Kids program and by running and paying $150, you will support the Kilometer Kids uh, program. And in doing so, $115 is a tax deductible contribution that goes straight to Kilometer Kids. So in doing so, you guarantee uh, an entry at least through, um, if I uh, look here correctly, through June 15th or until they sell out. So you got to act quickly because these will probably go quickly as well. Um, with the $150, you will get, and this is, I think, is fantastic package because you get a wave placement of E or better uh, if you have a qualifying time. So you will be starting at the front of the race 
bare minimum, if you submit a qualifying time in wave E, submit a qualifying time and you could be higher up and starting uh, at, the, at the front of the uh, uh, race. Along with that, you get a round trip Marta Breeze card, a uh, performance tee, and access to post-race appreciation area at Park Tavern. Wow, that is quite a package. Our friends at the Atlanta Track Club now to put it all together. Yes, yes. I, so I was actually surprised. It was something I learned new because, you know, and researching this question because I want to make sure that I got the proper information. And that, that I do believe, is a, is a nice uh, package because it very easily could have been pay 150 bucks, goes to Kilometer Kids, and yeah, you're in. But they're giving you a couple other things to kind of Sweeten the deal a little bit better. They did sweeten the deal, and much of it tax deductible. Yes, yes, that's 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 a that's a big big deal. I think I think one hundred fifteen dollars that's tax deductible as a donation. I think that's really nice. That's awesome. So that's it. That's the only way. Is there any no? Other way that, there is one besides the podcast payout. Besides we the podcast about. payout. So starting uh, June first, and we haven't even announced this anywhere else. So you know, podcast listeners, you're going to first. You're going to hear it here first if you're a podcast listener. Starting June first. Come into any Big Peach Running Company location, spend $130 on Mizuno product, and you will receive a free entry into the AJC Peachy Road Race. Now, you got to act quick because June 1st is a Thursday. And these last year, these entries and went out, and we were all out, I, mean, I think, in about a week. So, so there you have it right there. June 1st, you're hearing it first. I have no idea if you can escape wherever it is that – you may be, maybe you're working, maybe you're usually running errands on Thursdays. You need to be at a Big Peach Running Company location at 10 a.m. to ensure that you get an entry. And given the fact that you're going to spend $130 on Mizuno gear, I know there is a terrific selection of licensed merchandise from the AJC Peachtree Road Race. The footwear, whether it's the Wave Ride or the Wave Inspire, some of their newer models, you're going to be able to get there pretty easily and then you've got the entry or at least a code for entry in your back pocket as you get back to work or go back to running those errands yeah exactly so yeah i think both great deals to get uh, especially when we're talking about a race that is sold out is high in demand and the closer you get to the peachtree road race the scarcer it gets i mean they're already scarce as it is because there's no way of getting in right now they do open up a couple of different options uh, to get into, but by the time you head down to the expo, chances are there will be zero availability. Zero availability at the expo, which is July 2nd and 3rd again at the Georgia World Congress Center. Of course, we'll be there. Maybe we'll do something live on the Run ATL podcast from the floor. That would be kind of cool. We won't make that commitment yet, but what we will do is commit to coming back to you in a couple of weeks. This is the finish line for us today, but I promise you, friends, D2 and I are not done. Join us every two weeks for the Run ATL podcast. Certainly tell your friends about it. Heck, we would love for you to share the link. We appreciate you helping us get out of the gates here. And as important as anything, as we come to a close, we also hope that you've just finished or are applying what might be the final touches to your own satisfying fitness session. For now, it's so long, but certainly not for too long. And in the meantime, we sincerely hope that your best miles will continue to be those covered on foot. So long, y'all. 